Magister, I... Quiet. He cut off with a pained wheeze. Edmund winced, though this wasn't the first time and it wouldn't be the last. Istvan had been chained now for almost thirty years. Twenty of those spent locked away in the demon's chamber, the twelfth hour's most secure prison. Edmund had gone to visit him sometimes. Edmund had helped put him there. He hadn't expected to feel bad about it, but that was a hard feeling to avoid when a man seemed earnestly happy to see you again, invited you to coffee, and then was marched away to be magically shackled hand and foot, bound so tightly that he could barely move before he was abandoned alone. The twelfth hour had only agreed to release him so he could help with the overflow of wounded during the Wizard War. Later, so he could fight. Edmund was responsible for that, too. He'd held those chains once. Only the Magister could give Istvan orders. Mercedes, Edmund began in the new silence. Those men were Triskelian mercenaries. Those don't come cheap, and they were hired by someone with enough resources to provide a working method of teleportation, magical or otherwise. That might even have been their payment. Bernalt devices or not, our cameraman just got a lot more dangerous. She gazed at him a moment. The pen tapped on the desk. I'm going to need Istvan's help, Edmund said. The ghost cast him a grateful look. Remember, Mr. Templeton, Mercedes replied. Without you, our field of operations has been limited. The number of people trying to use what they don't understand has grown, along with the notion that we shouldn't be hoarding the dangers that we do. Even now, there are forces who would seek to have us removed altogether. Regardless of whether you intended it or not, the Hour Thief has become representative of all wizards, and I expect you to comport yourself as such. Edmund flashed a tired smile. I do my best. She set the pen down. That said, I want those twenty devices found. I want whoever is behind this caught, and I want it made very clear to any other potential buyers that we do not take artifact smuggling lightly. I don't care what you have to do, but do it soon. Edmund glanced at the room's picture window. Outside rolled the waves of the Atlantic, though the office was underground. They seemed chompier than usual. I understand. Istvan nodded, still unable to speak. Good. She leaned back in a puff of ancient incense. Mr. Templeton, go home. Dr. Cernan, you may speak. You have ten minutes, and then I expect you back on duty until midnight. Yes, Magister, said Istvan. His voice was raw. You are both dismissed. She reached in a pocket for her phone, tapping a quick tattoo on the screen. See to it that this incident is added to the wall. Istvan started out before Edmund did, turning stiffly on his heel like the military man he had become. Edmund scrubbed at his aching eyes and followed, instinctively avoiding ghostly barbed wire. It really could have gone better.
He'd taken some time to get over the worst of it, but he could still taste a heavy bitterness in the back of his throat. Being gassed was like drowning. He'd drowned once. The door shut and latched behind him with seven ratcheting clicks. Mercedes' office, and the office of all eight of her predecessors, sat at the end of a long hall, leading back towards the library and opposite the vaults, lit by wrought iron lanterns. Photographs of twelfth-hour magisters and membership hung in alcoves spaced every few feet or so, one for every five years of the cabal's existence. The first held seven pictures and was dated 1895. I'm sorry for leaving you to choke, said Istvan as they strolled past the nook for 1925, which held 30 pictures.